welcome to TV Time 3, episode 295. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and pickup news, and then we'll be talking about the series premiere of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the second season premiere of Jane the Virgin, and recent episodes of iZombie, The Blacklist, and Quantico, plus a reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 295. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason, the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Ray. And she's Ray. And there you have it. Um, in news, I like that we're just jumping right in. Jumping right in. In news. Are you brick now? <laughs> Without the whispering? In news. <laughs> Did you get, it was a whisper heard. <laughs> anyway, ABC, speaking of ABC, has picked up the back nine episodes of Fresh Off the Boat season two, which I didn't even realize it wasn't picked up for the full season. And the back six episodes of... Quantico. So not a full back nine, possibility four back nine, but right now they just have a back six, which is weird and apparently unheard of. So, um, well, it's the type of show that I'm interested in where they were going in 13 and where they'll go in, you know, only a few more episodes. 13 is 19. You know, how that'll change, I don't know. It just seems like a weird mm -hmm. bit of, if you already had it arced out for 13, then adding on another just handful of episodes seems like a weird thing. Although, you know, Chuck used to do it all the time, so I suppose it's... Yeah, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? I suppose it's a thing. But at any rate, it's going to be around for more episodes. But it also seems, I guess... I don't know, maybe they're looking at all the other things they have or something, or but it's it's their top rated new show. Usually networks try to maximize those type of things, so Yeah, ABC, who knows what they're doing. So that's ABC. CBS has this this is news that I completely missed, maybe because I just didn't want to listen to it. But CBS has decided to push Angel from Hell, parentheses my second favorite comedy of the season, uh, new season, to mid-season and play two broke girls what? instead this fall. What? Yes. Yes. Ugh. Now, the official word from CBS is that they wanted to space out their new premieres. Like they didn't Yeah, that I don't know what that means. And I don't know what that means because Maybe they're worried because of how late it was planning to premiere. I guess. Because November 5th is, you know, pretty late. And Broke, you know, Broke Girls is going to get what it's going to get. There's not a new audience that needs to find it at 9.30 on a Tuesday. Ugh, that show. So, I hate it so much. I know you do. And I've watched every I was, I was just watching some of it on uh, syndication the other day, and I was like, who? I can't stand this show. Yeah. It's so bad. I think that is also... Part of the reason is like it just went into syndication and for whatever reason, they're hoping for some sort of small Big Bang effect where people find it out on syndication and then hear that there's still new episodes and start watching it or something. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but yeah, kind of disappointing because I really liked Angel from Hell and was looking forward to it and now it's not going to... To be there, I guess, I don't know, when they they switch over after football's over and they go back to premiering 
you know, actually having their two hour comedy block. I mean, the first week they're going to play a Big Bang Theory repeat there mm-hmm. in hopes of not killing the elementary, elementary premiere. Yeah. And then the following week they're going to put two broke girls in there. Yep. So I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how well it necessarily would have done this later in the season and behind I don't think Mom, it would have done well Which at has all. never done super spectacular. So. I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather see it come along, I guess, if later in the season they decided to premiere it after Big Bang Theory. Cause... Which could be what they're doing, because Life in Pieces is going to be established by then, and I think it'll survive if that moves. Because they learned the hard way where they, they kind of ruined the McCarthys. I think the McCarthys actually could have come back if they had supported it, because it got better as the season went on. And I just think they didn't do well by it. Or, like, how they prepared. So, I don't know. I think it's a smart decision for them to wait and maybe try and, I don't know, get good ratings for it. But who knows? Who knows? That's CBS. The CW, (laughs) this is my favorite story. Just so many things about this. But the CW is going to end America's Next Top Model after the current cycle. It's 22nd. uh, And Beauty and the Beast will end after its upcoming fourth season. But what I love about it is that I'm pretty, pretty positive that the CW was like, Tyra, we don't want any more. So then Tyra goes on Twitter and says, I think it's a good time time to end. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure the CW was like, sorry, Tyra, 22 seasons. And not a popular model among the bunch was probably enough. Is that the, you can't fire me, I quit? Basically. (laughs) Basically. Um, And I loved America's, I love it. I've watched every single episode. um, And I'm going to talk about it in my reality check later. It's still as crazy as ever. And I will be sad to see it go because these people are crazy. Um, But, and who cares about Beauty and the Beast? Apparently not a lot of people over the summer, so. (laughs) Yeah. They're, since they had already picked it up for two seasons. Well, the writing's just, usually on the wall when two seasons are picked up, unless you're the Big Bang Theory. Well, I think they were hoping that the minimal audience that it got would have at least stuck with it over the summer, but it didn't even do, with less things around, it didn't even do what it you know, used to do when it ran during the regular season. But Right. So we'll see. Uh, sad to see it go, but Tyra still has her, like, fab life daytime show or whatever is happening. <laughs> thought for a second there you were talking about Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, what, Amory? Yeah, oh, I don't care about Beauty and the Beast at all. I'm back to America's Next Top Model because, of course, I am. And then, in other news, Fox has picked up the back nine of Rosewood, which, here's my problem. I can't complain on Twitter that I don't like Rosewood because series lead, Morris Chestnut, is a follower. I don't know why that happened. I don't like it. It's not a great show. I don't think it's an awful show. And I do want to support my very best friend, Andy Berman. And I'm sad that he's on the show because it's so not psych. And I feel like he's more a psych guy than a Rosewood medical drama kind of guy. But the show is doing well with Empire and Fox has a good night there. Good for them. Yeah, but it was still like not exactly. I mean, I guess for what they have going since Screen Queens is not exactly doing very well and uh, neither of Grandfathered or The Grinder are really doing all that great either. I guess it's their best new show. Yeah. So 
I guess it was kind of we might as well keep it because it's doing the best, even though it's not really doing that great. Yeah. But it was it was kind of a I'd say a surprise, I guess, this early on maybe to yes, they might have waited to see a little bit a little bit longer, except that maybe they did look around and went, Well, <laughs> nothing else is doing great, so which it surprises me though because Lucifer and Looking Glass are coming, but I don't know when they're coming. But I, well, Minority Reports obviously disappearing oh, yeah. quite I mean, quickly. I don't, I don't know if it was in last week, but they've asked they've cut yeah. three episodes, right? Yeah, they they cut that down to ten. So that's that's obviously ending at the end of the fall. So that's that's going to be gone. And then I think you know things like. Some of their other shows, I think, like Sleepy Hollow, even though it's not doing that well, I think it's still sort of on a shorter run, uh, probably, of of episodes. So I think they have, whether things end up getting canceled or coming back, I think they have a few shows. And and like Scream Queens, Scream Queens is only a short run uh, series, even if it was doing well. How the hell are Bones and Sleepy Hollow going to cross over? Yeah, I I don't even... I, d- uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I <laughs> maybe like maybe it'll be like a dream sequence on Bones, but even that's dumb. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get it because mainly because of the fact that if you put them in the same universe, all of a sudden the apocalypse is part of Bones. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it exactly. makes no sense whatsoever. Sure, Bones hasn't always been consistently, I don't know, rooted in reality, but well, it's never opened up the world to the Four Horsemen. Yeah, well, they... I know I'm going on a tangent yeah. here, but I really need to say this. Yeah. Well, they play at occasionally, you know, doing something that's... But they usually give it some sort of an explanation or a lot of these things that have taken place like that have been dream sequences or... You know, somebody's in a coma, and this is what they were thinking about right. while while it was happening, or or stuff like that. So it's very. While I think it would be funny to have Ichabod Crane walking around the Jeffersonian, yeah, he'll probably be pissed that Thomas Jefferson got a building named after him. You know, so I yeah, I just don't. I don't. Other than the, I don't even. I guess what we're trying to say is we have no idea and yeah. it's insane and the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because um, if anything should cross over, it's Rosewood and Bones. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, that was my rant about Bones and Sleepy Hollow. Uh, in other news, this is news that is not, qu- I mean, it sounds like it's a go ahead, but Reyes has a tend to believe it. <laughs> Netflix is apparently working with Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino to revive the Gilmore girls. Like with her writing, with her being involved, none of this David S. Rosenthal BS. That was the final season. Hopefully Christopher's dead. I know that's mean, but I hated him. And uh, I don't know what it means. Sounds like there's going to be like mini, like four mini movies to kind of like be a series. I don't quite know, but yeah, it's like the, like they're going the Sherlock route <laughs> to close it out. Right. So we'll see what happens, but, but it's basically like ordering an eight episode. Yes. In some respects. So I'm putting it out there that I wanted to happen because I love that show and I stuck with it till the bitter end. And I mean, I didn't hate how it, like I didn't hate the ending. I didn't hate season seven at all. I just 
love Amy Sherman Palladino and would love to see her write these characters again. Yes. So, Still have never gotten around to watching season seven. Well, maybe skip it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. I did read in one of the articles. I don't know how that's changed since because it was referring to an interview from from years ago. But that at that time, Amy Sherman Palladino had even watched. Yeah, I don't seven. know if she has yet <laughs> watched it. So, so maybe she'll just write like season six just ended, and she's going to write a completely yeah. different new season. We don't know, but at least it's out there. I'm putting it out there that I want this to happen more than anything right now. So that's that. Ray will believe it when she sees it. I guess I just don't want to. I don't want right. to hope because right. neither Netflix nor Warner Brothers will comment on it yet. So right, right. But I'm also interested in if it does happen, how much of everybody, how many of everybody, are they going to be able to get everybody back? I mean, two people I see not doing it. One because sadly he's dead, Edward Herman, and Melissa McCarthy maybe because she's a huge movie star now, but. I feel like everybody else would dive in in a heartbeat. So we'll see what happens. We'll all wait and we'll be cautiously optimistic and see what happens. Um, and then in our final news story today, I sound like a real news anchor. In our final news story today, Sci-Fi has canceled Dominion after two seasons and Defiance after three, making my decision to not watch either any episode of them that much of a better one. I don't even know what these shows are about. Yeah, I stopped watching defiance partway through season two and i was halfway through this last or the second season of dominion i'll say this i love chris egan and if you can get him on another show that would be brilliant because i loved kings i loved him on kings and he's a wonderful wonderful human being that i love so let's get him on more shows well it's this is a good time to you know at the end of the year is a good time to to find out that your show is gone because that frees you up for pilot season come the new year so apparently i was i i talked to my kind of arch nemesis trisha helper um a while back about something and oh con man and she was talking about how you know she kind of didn't say the words but she said oh my last show didn't let me out of my contract early enough for me to do any pilots so i wonder when they let ascension people know that they actually were never coming back <laughs> so i mean she well, obviously that, was like, that that yeah. one probably yeah, they if they kept them and they were still under contract and they weren't able to do anything in that because yeah, they, they aired they right did, there in and December, they, they yeah. got they got hosed out of. Yeah, that would suck, especially because in a lot of these cases, the networks know yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what they're going to do. And then they just take forever getting around to actually doing it. And it's it's like they're always leaving that just. I mean, they're doing Small. that for that exact reason. <laughs> I, don't I just hope Megan Good and Stark Sands start looking for jobs. That was calling it back to Minority Report for anybody paying <laughs> Um, So that's our news. It's now time for Ray's Fall TV Roundup, where Ray talks about <laughs> if there are any shows she's actually still watching. Ray? Hey, now. Of course. Hey, now. I guess I'll just, to make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> There aren't that many that I took off my list. but oh, that's good. So I'll start with the ones I've gotten rid of completely. I am no longer watching Blindspot. I can't even really tell you why. Because that was one of the ones you were most looking forward to, wasn't it? I, it, it was one of the ones I was most looking How forward to. How many episodes did you watch? One and a half. One and a half. 
So here's the problem. <laughs> I guess I didn't even, I feel like I didn't finish two. So like I watched the first one and I was interested and then, okay, maybe actually two and a half. I'm trying to remember what the second one was about. I don't remember. I know. I feel like I might've watched the second one, but while I was watching the second one and then therefore when I started the third one, <laughs> I already knew that this was happening. Like while I was watching the second one, I at least twice, maybe three times walked away from the TV during a commercial, completely forgetting that I was <laughs> <laughs> like literally walked away. Or one time I think I even turned it off and I'm like, wait a minute, I was watching something. <laughs> so I was like, Hmm. Okay, so you weren't obviously... exactly engrossed in blind spot <laughs> is what you're saying. Correct. So when the second one started and I did it like almost like I immediately was like, hey, I just don't care about what's going on right here. I just need to turn this off. <laughs> so I like I immediately deleted the recording. So needless to say, That's and hilarious. now it may have I may have what may have happened is I may have saved that second one thinking, oh, you're just clearly not interested right now. And then gone back and tried to watch it again. And then yeah. that that second time I tried to watch it, which is why I'm thinking that I watched three. <laughs> you, just watched you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I feel like there was maybe where I had that moment where I'm just like, mm, turns out I'm not interested in this show. <laughs> and I will give them that maybe right now I've just been busy and sure. I got all the other things on my mind. Maybe I just, maybe I, whatever. And when I deleted it, I thought, okay, well if you know, halfway through the season, everybody's raving about this show, I'll come back and rewatch. So right now I just don't need to keep it. <laughs> I don't even like to print her 10. Like I'm going to pay attention to it because I'm not. And then I'm going to be three episodes, four episodes in and not remember what the frick happened two episodes ago. Right. And I feel like this is a show where I do need to pay attention to that stuff. So, so that one's gone. The Muppet gone. <laughs> I'm not even going to, it's yeah. just, it's gone. It's, how many it's did you, not. how many did you the, watch of the Muppets? The, the promos and the trailers, I think two or three. I think I got to the third one and that was really the point at which I was like, yeah, I just don't care about this. Cause I watched the first one and I like, it wasn't everything I wanted it to be, but it wasn't bad. Like it was fine, I guess. But I got to the second one. I'm like, yeah, I'm just so like, I'm not into this version of the Muppets. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's not funny enough for me, I guess. Like, okay. It's not Muppety enough for yeah, me. Well, I it's guess. a bit no, of a downer I, at I times. Think, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing that, the thing that kills me is that, that first like 10 minute bit that they did to sell the pilot, you know, the right? was, was great. But then they use like that stuff in the first episode, but spread it out. It got like spread out with like other stuff that wasn't funny. And mm -hmm. so it went from being like this really tight, compact, you know, 10 minutes that was outstanding to, you know, 22 minutes or 21 minutes that was not, that wasn't that great. And I sort of gave it the well. I have seen, like, I saw most. Of the, I saw a lot of the jokes before, so right. I'm giving it, you know, a couple more episodes to see what it is. And I, I'm still sort of watching it, but it does feel like a bit of a downer. Like every like, at the end of it, where it's just not funny. Yeah, there, uh, yeah, there I are. I forgive a lot of things if it's funny, and yeah. it's not funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it is that it's a downer that I don't want to think about the Muppets that way. I don't feel that way. Like the Muppets, when you watch the Muppet show, they were, it was still. Well, you want to come away from watching the Muppets with like a smile on your face. Not... Right. <laughs> not... And that's yeah, not exactly, know. that's not exactly happening. And I think it's like a little too 
um, I don't know what the right word for it is. Like I, I am totally fine with everybody accepting the Muppets as being real and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's almost a little too much that like, there's no, like there's no self self-referential, but like jokes there about how it's weird that everybody just accepts them. Yes. I don't know how to explain what I mean. Like, yeah. like it takes itself so seriously and I'm just like, okay, there needs to be a little bit of inside jokey about the fact that these are Muppets. Like, yeah, there needs to be something. So, and I mean like the Muppet show itself took the Muppets seriously. Like they were real things too. So that's why I'm just like, it's, but there were sometimes like little things that you found that were, I don't know how to explain it, but anyway, I'm it's totally off my with you though. It's off my list. Okay. Um, like I, the promos are funny and like I, somebody, they were saying something good about the karaoke and I really wasn't impressed when I even watched the clips of the karaoke. Yeah. Um, I didn't love the karaoke, but I still watched like, sometimes I'll watch the promos or the trailers cause they actually seem to nail those little short yeah. <laughs> things. It's the longer episodes that I'm just like, yeah, this is just like a regular TV show about a TV show with Muppets. And maybe I'm just over the, TV shows about TV shows format. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I get it. Like how many of those do we need to see at this point? Anyway, grandfathered is off my list. Now this is one where I don't think it's bad at all. I just, after a couple episodes, I'm like, this is just the same thing over and over again. So I don't right. really need to watch this. Okay. <laughs> like I, I looked at it like, this is one of those shows where every once in a while I'll tune in and watch it, but I'm not interested in following it every week. Sure. And then... The only one that's really completely off the recording at this moment in time is the player. Sorry, Kurt. Play a player. Um, I just, I just didn't care about it. Yeah. Yep. That's I don't really, you I don't really about... understand what's going on. Yeah. You talked about leaving the room during blind spot and not coming back. <laughs> that's I, I did the same thing. I, I think I've done that with the player too, as well. Cause it's one of those things where I'm just like, I just don't quite get what's going on. And maybe that's why, but I just don't, care about these people either so hmm. um like i was vaguely interested in the mystery of his girlfriend slash whatever she was wife fiance wife i guess because she yeah. had a ring um like i'm vaguely interested in that and the other girl obviously having friends with friends, being friends with right. her whatever um but i'm not interested enough to keep watching care. the show yeah i'm with correct you. now however there are some shows that are also on the, I'm not sure what you would call this list, pending series <laughs> deletion list. Okay, okay. They're on notice. I, mean, I put shows on notice. Yes, they're, they're on the, notice. They're the ones you're still sort of watching, but you're... Right. They're not all on notice, because like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend isn't on notice in the sense of on notice. It's, I haven't... You've I only have seen one be, episode. Right, right, right. I have to be sure that the rest of the episodes can live up to the one episode that had several several a lot of times to be honed in to be as good as it was <laughs> so i want to see if the you know what i mean yeah if the rest live up to but i liked it a lot conversation about that show for the first time ever i think ray and i might disagree <laughs> anyway ray, <laughs> the first time ever, disagree. i don't know what you mean for the first time ever i didn't love it don't get me wrong for okay. the first time ever on a show that you would think that you would both like <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't i didn't love it talk about that later so then uh, next on the on this one truly is on notice i'm surprised i don't know some loyalty to the people behind the scenes is why i have yet to commit to not watching it but i zombie is pretty close to off my list Uh uh-huh the 
it has the same problems it had last season, which means they don't plan to address those problems. And I mean, they probably don't see them as problems like I do. And more importantly, now it has the issue of sometimes her personality, her personality keeps coming and going. So I'm just like, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. When she eats a brain, she needs to be that personality. Not when she's talking to somebody else, she's not that personality. But when she's talking to the cops, she is that personality. Cause come on. If she can start controlling the personality, we need to know that that's what's happening because right, right now it just feels like you're just screwing up. <laughs> right. Anyway, also on notice is Heroes because I'm a little surprised I'm still watching. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like I've just been watching to I'm not really interested in what's happening. <laughs> just been watching to see how they bring the old people back in. Right. And I thought that this episode was the episode in which I would see Hero again, and I didn't. So then I'm like, okay, so I guess you got to watch till next week. Watch next week. <laughs> so, and maybe that's why they keep showing in the promos because you'll keep watching until you see them. I don't know. Right. So I'm a little, I'm, like, there's some aspects of it that I'm liking, but a lot of the aspects I'm just like, eh, do I care about this show? Which it's weird that I haven't gotten, I guess, because right now, Thursdays, I don't have much. Right. So it's, that must be why even though I'm usually catching up on Wednesdays on Thursdays. So I don't know why I feel that way. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to puzzle it through you guys. Cause I was not hesitant to get rid of the player, but apparently heroes has enough elements. Anyway. So the last one that's on my on notice list is, Oh, I forgot something. I'll come back to it in just a second. Um, okay. Dr. Who is on notice as well. I feel really like Dr. Who's been on notice for like months. It has, but years. it has really gotten to the, I'm going to stop watch. I would have stopped watching last week if Macy Williams hadn't wasn't going to be on this week. And then this week was again a continuation because apparently that's what they're doing this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like every Yep. They're all two part all two parters, so. I'm not sure how I feel about that except that I guess it is keeping me watching when I really want to delete it. So. <laughs> right. But I'm really and I guess it makes it worse that everybody else who was hating it is now suddenly like, "Oh, it's gotten so much better this season." I'm like, "No, nope, no. Not at all." gotten worse for me thanks so i don't know it's pretty close to being gone i feel like i have i guess the overall love i feel for the show is making it hard for me to cut that one off right and then finally out of all of the things i was originally going to watch this was not on the list but is now on the list and i am watching it regularly is quantico all right yes as i I recall when we mentioned quantico you were like what I was. I, <laughs> I was still hesitant. Even after you guys all recommended it, I was still like, Ugh, I don't know. And it's that like the first episode I started to watch and I just wasn't into it that like whatever I was doing that day. It wasn't because of the episode, actually. Like there was enough happening in the episode that I clearly wasn't paying attention. I'm like, I have to stop this and rewatch yeah. it because I don't know what's happening right now. But I'm I thought I could just watch it while I was doing this other thing and I can't. So when I finally sat down and watched it, I still wasn't sure after the first episode, but then I watched the second episode, and then I was like, okay, I'm into it. I guess I'll watch the third episode. <laughs> so um, now I am watching. Uh, you didn't mention The Grinder or Life in Pieces. Did you try either of those out? Oh, they were on my original list. So I tried them, and they're still on my list. Okay. Like Life nice. in Pieces was one where, I've said this before, I thought the first episode was kind of boring, actually, after I expected to really like it. And I believe that's because all I saw like an extended trailer promo for it. And yeah, and that's true. That their extended trailer yeah. had everything <laughs> from their pilot in it. Right. It had like all the funny moments from the pilot. So I think when I actually watched the pilot, it was a bit of a letdown because I had already seen all the parts I liked. Yeah, so that's that like, that's oh. like yeah, their their preview trailers for the their pilot episodes basically take 
are like a super condensed version <laughs> where you can like, really exactly. just watch that and then move on to episode two. This will come up again, by the way, when we talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So anyway, but that one, uh, as as it has gone on, I have liked it more and more. So I think I'm the same that, way. I think that I just needed to get over that initial thing. And I feel like also that the cast is gelling more and more. So yeah. I think that's also yeah. part of it. Like that's when it's one of those big, I mean, I still kind of in my head refer to it as CBS's modern family. Sure. But um, I do think that when it's a big cast like that, it takes them a little while to whatever. Oh, I also forgot. Blackish is also another show that is on my on notice. Sorry to say that. Sorry, Blackish. So you've got a you've got a couple of, of of second year shows that are on notice and and then a long time yeah. favorite. I don't on know notice. why I feel and that then... about Blackish, but I do. I feel something's disjointed this season. I don't know that I love it either. I'm looking at the list of stuff and I, did you ever try out Limitless? I did not. The Grinder was the other one you asked me about, and yeah. I like that one. Sorry. I actually think you would like Limitless. I probably would, but because I like him. Yeah. I've recommended He's the best it part to of other it. people. Like I've, I have recommended it to other people who are like not sure about it, have asked me about it. And I said, no, you should watch. And they said something about how they liked the movie and whatever. I said, and like made a comment, like it doesn't take place. I mean, I know it does take place in the movie universe. Like yeah. Bradley Cooper made an appearance. I'm like, but I'm not. And he'll be back. I don't really have any, I don't have any burning desire. And even when I see the promo, like I get a little, I get amused by the promos, but I don't like think, oh, I should be watching this. Sure. Because it feels like one of those that's a week to week that I just not I just don't care. I'm with you. I don't know. I already have too many things on my list. Is how I feel. So that's what's Ray. <laughs> that's what's Ray. That's what Ray's doing. That is what Ray's doing. And now we're gonna talk prime time, and we'll start with Crazy Ex Girlfriend season one episode one. Josh just happens to live here. So you did not like this, Amory? I will preface it by saying I don't like you. I don't like the music aspect of it. So I will say about the music that the first time I watched, I guess what was the promo thing? Because it wasn't the full Right, because they had to do it. They did a showtime pilot and they had to turn it into a CW pilot. Right. So they did like a they this was another one where they did a really long kind of promo that set up the whole premise. When uh-huh. I watched the promo. And I also did not love the... <laughs> but I found that when I watched those songs again the next time I watched it, the songs didn't bother me as much. So I wondered if it was just a... I don't know how to describe what I mean. Hmm. Like, if it was just me having to get used to. And, like, I also didn't love some of the songs when I was watching the episode, but then those were the songs that were in my head later. <laughs> 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 like the Mainly next time you were getting the ready sexy getting ready song. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean when I was talking about it with Greg I thought like I was saying I did love certain parts of that song not really the song part but you know what I mean like so it's kind of a weird I would agree with you to some degree and I'm that's where I'm kind of like I guess I kind of just need to see how that's gonna play like I need to see how it's gonna work from here on out yeah. Especially because I feel like those initial to- those initial things they had a little more time to refine them because of how long it's been out there in the pilot world. You know what right. I mean? I and I'm a little is that gonna con- is are they gonna? I'm not sure I considered them their best level, but if 
if it's not even at their best level, is it going to continue to be something I'm actually, I don't know. Right. Um, I thought she was funny. And there are definitely, like, I like some of her really sarcastic moments. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough there for me to keep coming back. Like, I hate the idea that it's all about Josh, even though Josh, you know, she didn't really move there for Josh. I just, I don't know. She did. I don't know how long the story is going to be able to continue. And can they get away from the Josh story? Or does it have to always be about that? Like, I'll wait to see what happens in a second episode, which looks like it's all going to be about Josh anyway. But I don't know. I just, and not that I was expecting too much because it wasn't on my radar at all. But I don't know if I'm positive on the show or not yet. I hear that. I think this show was not exactly in my wheelhouse being a musical to begin with, but watching it, I don't know. I didn't really get into it. I didn't find too many things funny, like at the time when I was watching it, but later upon reflecting on things, I think she has a very interesting voice and not singing wise, but voice in like perspective on things and the way she looks at things. So there were things like the sexy getting ready song that you obviously it sticks in your head, but also was when you think about it was kind of, you know, an interesting thing and having the guy come in at the end and go, Oh man, I got, <laughs> I got to make some phone calls and apologize to it. I think there was a lot of stuff in there that was interesting, but didn't necessarily. Well, it's those things I will say that make me think that they will be able to get away from the Josh thing, yeah. because I, I think where yeah. she's going with it is that, that that can't, you know what I mean? Like, that's not something. Yeah, I think that the show is really about or will go towards is that that was just the impetus to finally break free from living a life that she didn't really choose for herself. And this is her, like, starting over and actually going back to the last time she remembers really doing anything sure. <laughs> that made her happy. I just wish Josh didn't seem like such a wet blanket either. Seems like such a bro. But I think they, I think it's he's supposed to. Like, that's where I would say that I, don't, I agree with you, actually, okay? Because I kind of feel that way. Because it's like you, at the moment, you can't even sort of root for her to get with Josh. Because, but I wonder if that's somewhat intentional. Because she doesn't really want you to root for that, for that person. Like, and I, by that, I mean, like, as a writer, she doesn't really want you to root for that. Like, she wants to show that this is not the person you should want her to be with. Like, she may think it right now, but that's not, I mean, I could be wrong about that entirely. Right. And I'm not saying that was all there in the show. That's a little bit of me thinking about the show after the fact. Yeah, I so. think, well, I think that's the thing that the show does provide is it does provide a lot of things for you to actually think about and chew on and stuff. Well, I didn't think about it at all. But the thing, the thing that I didn't find though, while watching it, which I saw a lot because uh, of the previews or reviews that people put out uh, while I didn't read the actual reviews just based on, you know, headlines and tweets and stuff like that, that people seem to be loving this show and that it was going to be like this really like fun romp. And I just didn't find it to be all that fun, even with all the big musical numbers and everything. It just seemed like the actual story that was taking place wasn't. It's definitely not. <laughs> She's clearly got some anxiety and depression issues. <laughs> yeah. and. And so that was that was where I found it weird. It was I was like, this doesn't sound like the show that people were saying this is so great. And 
again, I get, I think that's part of you know your expectations going into a show play a lot into how you first you know accept the show and and so I don't know I didn't find it to be all that fun, but I did find it interesting enough that I do want to watch a couple more episodes to see what the show really <laughs> is going to be. Like what direction yeah. they're really going with it and what what is she trying to say with the with the show. So I am interested on that level. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I'm obviously keeping it on my list, but it was one of those shows that after I watched that promo thing, I was just like, Ugh, do I really care about watching this? <laughs> then I was like, But I'm gonna be watching Jane and the Virgin on the same night, I might as well give it a shot. And people kept yeah. raving about it, so I'm like, Maybe I'm just maybe it was just that trailer, but and I mean I did like the actual episode a little more than I liked the trailer. Like I liked the parts that we didn't see in the trailer, I guess the, like I liked that the bartender actually kind of gets, like he figures it out. Like what? Yeah. That's the part that's weird though. I mean, it feels a little Felicity like, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that it's like meant to be (laughs) like Jason is saying, I'm hoping that the, there's a message there that's meant to be like, no, that's (laughs) Like I'm hoping it's somewhat intentional because it does feel very Felicity in the I followed him too. <laughs> yeah, but then Covington is the perfection. So true. But that's why I feel like he's somewhat intentional. Like that's why I feel like yeah. Josh is somewhat intentionally not. You know what I mean? Like because you well, could have made their breakup him. scene. Like he's kind of a dick, and she he doesn't is. even get it. Although I get that, like. He is, but that he also, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those weird things that when he sees her, he is actually really nice to her. Yeah. He also doesn't realize that how she (laughs) obsessed over him. Right. Anyway. So that's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We're all in for a second episode, at least. At least. Uh, Jane the Virgin, season two, episode one, chapter 23. Rogelio continues to be... Just the best thing that ever happened to television. <laughs> that guy is amazing. And he, when he tweets, he's like, Gloria Stefan, she just wants to know if she can help. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think we need Gloria Stefan. Um, I think it's funny. I don't know. I like Gina Rodriguez, but I think that she's overhyped as far as acting goes. Something about her mouth. I don't really know. I've said it before. But I will also say this episode played fast and loose with my heart because I don't know if I'm Team Michael or Team Raphael. Right? <laughs> and like, I was very firmly Team Raphael last season, but so now funny. I'm just like, hmm. <sighs> when Michael gave Raphael a- advice, <sighs> I was just like, Oh, you know, I'm very happy that they got rid of the Mateo was kidnapped. Like, like I'm glad that that was dispatched very early. Right. Yeah. That wasn't like the, that wasn't the, 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 the episode. Yes. I'm happy that that was done early. Jane was the one who realized something was wrong and, you know, excuse me. And the, like that, that to me was important and it wasn't just like, it didn't take six years to figure out where their son went. Right. Um, well, the show, I mean, I figured it had to be done quite, pretty quickly because the show is not that show. Right. Like that's, <laughs> this show could not sustain more than one episode of the child being kidnapped. And really, as we saw, I don't think it could have sustained even an entire episode of the child being kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. I just love, I, I just, it was a comfort to be back to this show. 
I'm hoping that the whole sperm thing, one, I don't actually understand how it could even still be viable after she left it sitting on the table without any kind of refrigeration for, I mean, maybe I just don't understand how these things work. Like, I I don't understand how those metal canisters work. Like, is it, is it freeze suction? Like, I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't really, the the little canister, I don't understand like what's going on inside the canister because it doesn't look like it's (laughs) sort of like battery powered or anything to like keep it. Exactly. That's why I was just like, when I saw it on the table, like I didn't figure that's what they were going to do. But when I saw it sitting on the table and him come in and her like freak out that he was going to notice it. I was just like, why is it like she's been sitting on the table all night? Like, right. Well, same as when they just hand it to her. Correct. When they (laughs) hand it to her without any kind of, you know, this is freeze draw, whatever you're saying. Like, is this really how this, I mean, that place was already incompetent. So I guess I wouldn't have questioned that, but, (laughs) but anyway, so I was just like, well, I hope that the sperm thing like that. Maybe the show would prove me wrong, but I don't really want to go there. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I don't want there to be yet another baby in the in the scenario. I guess is where I was going with that. Yeah. So, so you know, there are times where I do feel for Petra, but there are, and then she does something, and, and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. then she I guess does I don't feel for Petra. <laughs> right. I guess where I don't feel for Petra is like I don't really get where the thinking she's like so in love with Raphael comes from because she was married to him and slept around on him. So that's where it starts to fall apart with me where I'm just like, "Mm." well, they do try and flash back occasionally to like they did in this episode to show you a different, like a different period in their life. Other things. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess what I mean is I understand that there was a period in their life when they were happy, but then it's weird to me, like the things they did to set up the breakup last year anyway, yeah. And then they don't, they haven't addressed those in the, her suddenly caring about him, whatever. But I mean, I guess they have to have that crazy whatever part. I do love how his sister just always <laughs> tries to do the right thing, but always <laughs> it up, man. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. I do love that about her, actually. <laughs> and I did also love her wrestler <laughs> girlfriend. Juicy. <laughs> Yeah, like I did love the whole scene where she throws the thing out the window and then those guys go down and they run and jump in the pool and like that whole, that it was filmed really well. Like the, it was fun direction having the three of them do that whole, yeah. that whole part. So anyway. I like them as a trio. Like I like them solving yeah. cases and or whatever. Like I just, that's why I'm also like, I don't know who to root for. Ugh. So we'll I know see. I feel the same way. Yeah. And I still and the still the best thing about the show is the narration and He's so good. <laughs> like when it you're, is the best. Like you're talking about the uh, you know, the giving of advice and he goes through here here are Michael's options. Right. And, and then, you know, you find out which one he chose later on. But those are always funny when they you know when he writes something uh, writes something out on the screen and then Yes. Crosses it out and writes in what he really should have said or Correct. All that type of stuff. It it just it just adds so much to the to the show, to the sort of the you know, the whimsy and fun of the show. Even if it makes it a thing that you have to pay you have to well, pay I mean, attention to. I like that it does something different. Like if you're gonna have narration, you yes. should do something different with your narr like don't be the same old narration everybody does or the voiceovers everybody does. So I like that it does something different there. 
Have we been getting voiceovers from Liv? Sorry. I'm jumping what? ahead. Nothing. I'm jumping ahead to the next topic. The next topic. Jumping ahead. <laughs> I, Zombie, Season 2, Episode 2, Zombie Bro. Now, here's where your kind of thing comes into play. You mentioned how she's sometimes this frat bro, sometimes, or she's sometimes what she eats and sometimes she's not. Like, I think she was pretty consistently a zombie bro. But right. the week before, she was not consistently a crotchety old man. Correct. Which is where my problem lies. Because why is it sometimes? I mean, I get the answer probably is the person who wrote the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the fact that it would be like... I don't even know why you'd have to explain it because the week before when she was talking to, um, what's her boyfriend's name? Her S Major. Major. I don't know why. Major Lily White. Um, Cheesiest name. (laughs) When she was talking to Major is when she would be kind of normal last week. Or when, you know what I mean? When she was having like some conversation about her personal life, she was normal because now with Major, he wouldn't question it. He would know why she was being the way she was. But, um, Maybe he would. I don't know how much they've discussed what the zombie thing means since he doesn't seem to be talking to her. Um, but the other people, I kind of get like they're, it's the conundrum of if she's too much like that with those people, they would question what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because she was like way over top. And maybe that's part of my problem because especially this season, both of these episodes, she's been way over top on the personality end. And has she not been having as many visions? Like, that's the whole reason she's eating the brains. Right. Her visions just seem very, like, very few and far between. I would agree with that. And have we had the voiceover? We must have. Yes, we have. Okay. I I was just thinking with the last one that I was thinking, oh, maybe I've just gotten used to the voiceover at this point because I can't recall being specifically annoyed by the voiceover this season. <laughs> Maybe because I was so focused on, <laughs> on something else that was annoying you. <laughs> I really love I mean, it. It was first... really obvious last week. Yeah. Go ahead. Really obvious. No, I'm with you. It was really obvious last week that it was so. And this week it was just the personality was annoying. So, I mean, yeah. last week's is annoying, but this week with the bro and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. And like, I don't understand why the cop hasn't figured it out or at least. Why he believes she said, that she has visions? I mean, come on. Yeah, something. Does he know there are zombies at all? No. No, he doesn't know. And although it seems like he would, I don't know he if figured he's out just. stuff was weird with Major, so why has any yeah. questioned? Well, well, I don't know if he's just played it off like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how he's playing it off because he does notice that she's acting weird, but, and she, yeah. and he even says something about it. But not enough. But there's not been any, like, where she could say, like, I get these visions and also. Right. right. Like, I don't know why she wouldn't just say that. Like, you know, take on the when person. I'm getting the visions. Yeah. The part of the when visions is, it. is getting, you know, what the guy was like or the gal was like or whatever. Yeah. It it seems like there needs to be. Well, it seems like he's accepted it without there being enough explanation for him to accept it. Yes. Correct. And it bothers me, especially when she's doing it like like she was this week, when she's doing it in the middle of an investigation. So she's saying things she really shouldn't say to these people. Like, you right. think then he would be like, look, <laughs> I'm going to stop taking it with me if you keep telling them, asking them things that don't matter. Exactly. Doing, like weird things. You know what I mean? But of course, that's the whole premise of the show. So they won't do that. But I guess that's where it falls apart for me because they do like they 
put so much effort into all the rest of it, but then that stuff, they just kind of hand wave and it bugs me. Yeah. So no, I'm with you. And overall, like I, the one thing that this week at the very end of the episode, the stuff that was happening, like I, like the overall story that keeps going, the arc does still interest me, but <laughs> I'm not sure it's interesting me enough because of I course, did, again, it's about what's his face. I did like Sorry. Ravi on drugs. I did like, I liked both of them on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm in. I'm enjoying the show, and I think, I don't know. I think this is one of those shows where uh, I'm enjoying enough of what's going on that I'm not noticing some of the things. But then when you mention them, I go, <laughs> "Yeah, that's happening." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like there's there's enough other things that I'm enjoying that I'm. I'm I guess I'm focusing. the opposite. Well, well, like you said, there. <laughs> well. Well, I'm there trying was to enjoy the rest, but yeah. all like those things, I'm like, obviously I'm not enjoying it enough that those things don't stand out to me and bug me when I see them. And I'm just like, eh, do I really enjoy this show? <laughs> well, now, now I'm going to be watching it. Right. <laughs> and, and when it happens, I'm going to go, damn it, Ray. <laughs> Sorry. I think here's one more for you. I think she's a bit of an overactor. <laughs> she's a total overactor. Are you kidding me? Right? Like she goes so far and I'm just like, okay, could you guys yes. like tone this down a little? Like, I feel like it would be a little more subtle. Like she would get a little better at dealing with the different personalities as we went instead of being so far over the top that. Yes. You also can't quite get like, how long does the effect last? Yeah. Uh, does, does, is she continuing to eat? The brains, well, or does think, she just eat it the one time? I mean, because you you have seen episodes where she's eaten more. Right, I think times they play fast and loose with that, so they don't really commit to one or the other. And so, and so you're not you're not quite sure exactly. Like now, she doesn't really have that personality as much, but is that because she's like sort of coming down off the, the brains, right. or? But see, or in not. the first episode, it was really like because in one scene she didn't have it, so you might have thought that, except that like. She's on the phone. She hangs up the phone and starts talking to the cop, and it's full on crotchety old man. I'm like, hold on, <laughs> like in the same scene, man. How could you not see that that happened? <laughs> That's where it was really obvious to me, and I was just like, okay, show. Now I will give them this. I have really loved the little food montage, brain yeah, preparation like what montage doing. they've been yeah. doing every see every episode. <laughs> so. I will give them that because they did something fun there. <laughs> and I did like that they kind of established that Blaine and, Mer and Major can notice zombies and that that's why A New Hope, like, right. is afraid of her. Like, I like that there's that aspect that the cure also made them aware of zombies. Right. I don't know. So if they focus on that stuff more and less, basically less on Liv, then maybe I'd be more 100% in. Because, like, I'm watching it and I'll continue watching it for a while, but... You know, it's not a show that I loved last year, so it's not a show that I instantly, like, love this year. Right. I mean, it is literally probably the last show on my list that I watched during the week. That and Heroes are the two that I go between, so. Yeah. So. So. That's hey. iZombie. Wow, uh, it's fallen all the way down to whether you're like, yeah. should I watch Heroes or iZombie? Yeah, that's, that's bad. That's well, I mean, it literally gets to the point where I'm like, okay, well, I've caught up on everything else. I guess I finally have to watch this show. Right, I get it. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly the thought that goes through my mind. Oh, well, okay, it's the last one left, Ray. Uh, well, I'm clearly enjoying it way more than you are, then. <laughs> I said it's on my on-notice thing. 
Yes. So that is iZombie. Here goes <laughs> The Blacklist, Season 3, Episode 3, Eli Matchett. I really like Liz on the run. So do I. I. I think I just like the two of them being together all the time. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I like that she's learning from him and that like he's like, I love them. No, I, not that I didn't love them before, but like them being constantly working together and having to get out of the, the scrapes and stuff together. I like right. it. But I just wish that wrestler would calm the F down, man. Like take a minute, right? think about it. If, if what's his name, Harold, that's his name, right? Or whoever, the, the leader, the head guy that's now a desk jockey. Like, if he's like, this is Liz. Like, think about it. Well, it's weird to me because of all of them, I would have thought Rexler would have been that one. Exactly, because they had kind of more, like, of an intimate sounds too weird. Yeah. But, like, Well, they had already sort of covered for each other on things. Yeah, and, right. And stuff. Especially when and... he was addicted to drugs. Did we forget he was addicted to <laughs> I feel like the writers did. Yes. Exactly. Well, when you have a and new maybe, mission, you you forget about the other things that you had a problem. God, I, I guess. don't know. It just I don't know. It it does seem sort of weird that just given all the things they've investigated and solved and and knowing yeah. about all that type of stuff, that the idea that just bringing her in that there's not something. I mean, you know, admittedly, going she on, did. She did kill the attorney general. She did. There's no denying it. But the attorney so general was also not he... exactly. <laughs> but, but I think wrestler doesn't. That knowledge was more Liz and 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 Red. And I don't know that. Like I don't know that the FBI really knew much about the Fulcrum people. And to them, he was just this attorney general that was you know deciding if Liz was you know whatever. Now that the stuff's out there, it seems like. I don't know. Maybe you fill a few people in on some stuff. The problem I have with that, with saying that, is that David Strathairn's character, the leader of the fulcrum, he immediately dialed it back. So people believe that Liz was the one kind of making it up. So I understand it, but I also think that of all the people, wrestler should be the one. I do like that Amir, that's his name, right? Is like, he really does believe them. And he really does know that like Liz is going to come out of this. It's weird because now that we're in a third season, to me, last season... the show, I wasn't going to give up on it. And I watched it every week, but it had gotten to a point where it wasn't like one of my favorite shows, like one of my first shows I watch. Um, but I feel like there's like a new energy because they are on the run, because they are like really trying to figure this whole thing out. It just feels more urgent. And yeah. I'm like, I appreciate that they, that they've truly committed to the change in the. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only and thing I, I wish. They're not going back anytime soon. Like, I know that they'll eventually, she's eventually going to rejoin the FBI and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not even sure. Like, I mean, I know that eventually it'll get solved, but I feel like it can never be exactly the same as it was anyway. And I applaud them for doing that because so many shows are like, oh, it's right back to the same. Right. And it feels like the show knows that. Like, it does, it's not treating it any different yeah. than that, which I like that they've been willing to change it and up really, fix how that's like, going i like the surprise of the desk jockey what is harold right i, I like it's harold i like this surprise i like that they're bringing in tom organically like he just kind of always floats out there but he's there to help liz and and he tried with wrestler and wrestler's not having any of it but i like that harold is the one that showed up and was like yeah i, I don't trust you but i think you would probably do whatever for exactly. liz so you're gonna do what i want to do so let's like figure it out so i like that they set that up, and I totally buy into that idea. 
Um, and I like that. Um, what is the girl's name? I don't know her name. I don't know character names, apparently. But wrestler's new partner. I like that she's looking for them. But she also realizes that, like, there's more to the story. Because she's not banging down doors and, like, all on this Liz, Liz is the bad guy kind of thing. Like, she's towing the line because she doesn't really know. But she's doing what she's supposed to do until she figures right. out what's happening. So to me, that, that I, I just feel like it's working really well this season. The only thing I hope is that going forward with some of these things is that while they don't necessarily have to tell us like what Red's plan is for the episode, I would have rather have it feel like Liz is in on the plan a little more than maybe than going on. Cause it feels like they're yeah, but not it feels letting... very red, like not to tell yeah. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think I get it's that, about but I get... red learning to trust her. So I think, not trust, but I think red learning to, I don't know what the right word is, but I think we well, saw a little bit of that. Like, can in this do it too. Yeah. But right. I just think going forward, I mean, you, cause you get things like, you know, she calls wrestler. I know, but that's my point. I think where she may not have had, he, are going to, yeah. Had he said something more, I don't know. It just seems like the, if it's fine now, but if they continue on the run for a while, that it feels like the type of writing that you write it that way because you're keeping the audience out of it. And, but yet you could still no, have, I, I just don't think that red's going to let her in. That's just not, that's not the character we've seen built over three years. Maybe not completely, but on a given idea of what like <laughs> this plan is so that uh, you have, I mean, that one's the bad example because Liz should have known not to call a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, she's an FBI agent. She should know if she calls him, she's giving. <laughs> right. I am interested to see what happens now that they're going back for Dembe. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I did like, I did like, I would hope having his associate. I was worried about track, Dembe. tracking yeah. down. And I who love is that the guy. other person that was, it's Paul, it's Huey Herman. But who is, who is you don't remember Pee Wee Herman being in the show? No, I, did, I didn't. He's been in like four episodes. He was a little unrecognizable in that moment. He's not. He's not being Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't <laughs> no, recognize him. I as didn't a meant person. he was being in Pee Wee yeah. Herman. But yeah, at the moment, <laughs> the I didn't recognize him as somebody yeah. that was like how the I mean, how the the connection that made him important. I could be way off base, but from that scene, I took that that was Paul Rubens. Because he's the only one that I rec like I could think of. Really, that I agree. I recognized him too. Is okay. that I meant? Right. I just meant it took me a little while to figure out who he was because the scene is dark. I, yeah, you don't. That's what I meant. He or, was not in the show enough that you're immediately like there was no, you know, handheld. Let me show you on the previously is the last time we saw this right. guy. Right. <laughs> like other shows would do. So I get where Jason is. Like I don't remember him from the show. Right. I get it. <laughs> He's been on it. <laughs> um, but what's the connection? He has an antagonist. He's one of Red's list guys. That that they would be at, that they were after. I'm googling. Well, I'm that's the thing this. is, I don't get the connection of why beating on this person would have potentially made Dimbe talk. He is. He helps Mister Vargas, a dapper, finicky muscle. Hold, please. I'm reading about the story. I couldn't tell you. I recognize who he was, but I couldn't remember what he. Well, that's he, the thing is I, I couldn't I, – I didn't get the – He handles delicate situations in the criminal underworld. He was in the third episode and was in at least two episodes in season two. And then 
I think he's just, he works with Red. Yeah, he's one of their associates. He's like, like, instead of having them get, what's the woman who always helps him with the crime scenes? Like, he's like another added muscle that helps. Okay. That we've seen help in, like, situations. So, so there's that. And so that's, he's just someone that Dembe, I guess, has worked with or whatever. I'm worried about him. I do like this new guy. I love Edie Gathigi very much. The guy who's playing the, the new bad guy. Um, so that's fun to see. But it's also not fun to see because I really don't want Dembe to, like, die. And I mean, knowing that he's a series regular kind of makes me hopeful that he's obviously not going to. But who knows? Um, Fargus may not survive the same way. Fargus may not survive. Now that he's I mean, that's kind of how I saw it when they brought him in. I was like, hmm, is this the way to get Denbe out and still have somebody die in this situation? Right. Because clearly right. Some, there has to be some stakes here. Right. I mean, I feel okay. like they've already pissed Red off big time once Red realizes what's going on. Right. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I just am really enjoying the show this season. Not that I wasn't before, like, but it just feels like it's not, it hasn't hit a slump, I don't think. So... I, yeah, I think it was I think it's a, a good change up and and like you well, said while still being the same show. Yeah. And well yeah, they're still pointing the FBI <laughs> in various directions. Yeah. Uh, to, and 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 ultimately they're finding and shutting various things down, but they're just not doing it you know internally where you could just you know show up and what I would tell hope them about is something that there. Other shows would see <laughs> Yeah. That's why I wanted to succeed at this change in format to some degree, like change in the format, not necessarily the overall idea was that other shows can see that you could do this and still function as a show. You can change and, not, and, not, and evolve. Yeah. Not just for like a short period of time and then instantly go back to correct right. every USA show ever. The, is, is actually, I like are you referring to Bond? burn notice? <laughs> Every USA show Every ever. Every USA show ever. Um, I like suits, burn notice. I like Liz's blonde wig better than Megan Boone's terrible wig last season. Um, so there's a positive. I, mean, it's I was actually trying to figure her. out if it was an actual wig. I can't time. tell. I can't tell. I feel like it's which her is a good sign. Hair. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, clearly this is better because it looks like her actual hair. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. So that is the blacklist. We're all obviously still in love with the show. And now comes Quantico, Ray's surprise of the season. Season one, episode four, Kill. Hold, please. Is this last night's episode? Yes. I have not watched yet. (laughs) All right. I watched it. Sorry. (laughs) I just suddenly realized, wait a minute. I was supposed to catch up on that show before today, but I've been really busy all day, so I haven't had a chance to catch up. I almost feel like, do we need to talk about a fifth show? Well, we can talk about Quantico in through the first three episodes and what it is a is it that uh, like know, yeah? What is it, Ray? Because you said it wasn't that, even a show you were thinking. That you did you finally watching. check out, and then what was it about it that has kept that you kept watching? You on board. Probably just the mystery. I would say mm-hmm. I'm not overly in love with any one of the characters, but I do like a lot of the actors. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like the characters as I'm seeing them unfold, but I'm not in love with any of the characters. You know what I mean? I get you. Um, there's a little bit could possibly be too much overkill in the double agent factor, <laughs> meaning everybody in the in 
the class right now feels like they're some kind of yes, double yes. agent that we just haven't like. As we see them, we're just like, oh, really, another one? So one is little... literally a double agent. Yes, but right. <laughs> it's literally two people. <sighs> well, not at the moment. No, I don't know what last night. So the previous episode, the one disappeared. Sorry. Right. The one left. I haven't. That watched was the end night. of last week, right? Correct. Anyway, so there's a little bit of that, like it's a little borderline that sometimes I feel. <laughs> and last week, not this week, because I don't know what happened this week. Last week didn't help that at the end the guy is, I mean, at that point I kind of felt like you have to know that he's playing you. But I mean, it feels like all of them could be playing her and then maybe playing the other people as they pretend to play her. Like I can't tell anymore, <laughs> which I think is the intent, right? Like I guess that's why they show it in the class. You don't really yeah. know what's going on so that when it starts to happen in the real world one, you also don't really know, like, there's a possibility that just because it, they seem to be playing her doesn't mean they're actually playing her. I mean, at this point, she feels like the only one who's really, up, like, not up front, but the one we know the most. And I don't know right. that that's really true. I don't know that we really know her any more than the others, except that at some point we have to be invested in her looking for the, other, the one who actually did this. Except that she's the Meredith of the show, and you always knew more about Meredith Grey than you knew about everybody else. Correct. But I mean, I don't, I can't tell if the show is trying to make it like you aren't sure about her either. I right. feel like they can't possibly be doing that. Like, I think that, <laughs> that would be because a, we need to root for her. That'd be a right. twist too far, is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all I of a sudden, like you find you out she really was the person that did this. Well, it's kind of like what you were talking about before, where. There's stuff that she does when only we, the audience, see her that would absolutely, like, if it turned out later she was a double or it something. Yeah. Right? It, it would have been done just for the sake of those of us watching because it doesn't make any sense that by, when she's by herself, she would have done that. Right. So that's the only spot where I'm going, okay, well, I think it's safe to invest in her because I'm assuming that we're supposed to invest in her because otherwise why would we care that these people are all, you know what I mean, possibly playing or doing whatever whatever's going on um, uh, so anyway so I, I don't know what it is I like I'm intrigued by the mystery I obviously they're putting just enough of the other the melodrama in there to yeah to pull me in I feel like Josh Hopkins is woefully miscast like and I think it's just a function of him coming off of Cougar Town, where Grayson got inst- like considerably more insane as the season went on, or like as the series went on. That like watching him now it's try hard to, to be take this him seriously. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's well, hard I think to take the other thing is, well, having seen the previous pilot with Dugray Scott, Scott in the role, I think part of the role made sense with him with that character, but I think the recasting of it is that they're part of, like they mention in, I think the second episode or something like that, that there's sort of a potential romantic storyline between those two. And that was, uh, that, and that was, you know, something that they probably couldn't have gone with the, the other direction. And so it felt like that was the only reason to, to recast because otherwise he felt like more of, the, the, this person that like had a drinking problem and would be involved in something yeah. weird or something like that. or Well, the one weird thing here, I mean, I'm sure he's actually old enough for this to be true, but because they, because of the way it's played or whatever, the whole 
he's clearly some contemporary of her father's. Right. Based on everything I'm hearing from the mother talking to it, like the little comments from the mother. So that's where I get the, it's kind of weird that they would go, not just with the romance, but like he himself being, I don't know He would have had to have been like a rookie at the beginning of his career type of thing or something. Right. Right. Like he wasn't really, I don't know. It's a weird. Where the others felt like they may have been. And maybe that's a function of us having seen the Dugray Scott part I think of it. it. I think it is. That and I didn't watch Cougar Town, so. Right. No, true. <laughs> You're right. The co- I was just thinking it's probably the combination of I don't necessarily mind him in the role. I don't really I'm not out. I'm not blown away by him in the role either. Mm-hmm. Like I could care less about his character. So I'm not saying he's great in the role. I just don't have the problem with him in the role yeah. that other people seem to have. Because you're not I the really... only one I've seen comment. Yeah, on I it. think the I think the problem I'm having is is based on having more knowledge <laughs> about right. it that you wouldn't normally have. I like uh, what's his name, Rick Cosnett, in this a lot. I just wish he could use his real accent. That's beautiful, right? Um, but I like his character. And I don't know exactly what they're doing with those two, um, like with that relationship or whatever that the analysts are Asher and him because he's kind of like antagonistic now. But that's interesting to explore, like to see more of. So we'll see what happens. Well, it also feels like in some respects, though, it feels like how vetted were these people? (laughs) Not vetted at all. Everybody has like this huge secret. Uh, Yeah, but I feel like that's maybe... I feel like people having secrets is maybe somewhat realistic because the FBI would use that against you. That's true. And I wonder sometimes, I'm like, is their secret really that bad? The FBI knows it. It's just that because they think it's bad and they're hiding it from their friends. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's that's some of it too, but... I mean, I don't believe that they would embed all these people in the training with them, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the, the back and forth uh, storytelling aspect and how... They keep you keep seeing things now in the future that point back to how far in the future is it? It's like nine months or something like that, or some of the flash forward, quote unquote, or some of the present, whatever the present actually is, seems like too far in the future. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I think it's I think it's supposed to be. But I think you're right. I think, I think it's supposed to be like I think it's supposed to be like nine months from when they graduated or something. Okay. Cuz you know she's they're all I don't know about that. Or something like that. It's it's some period of time after they graduate. I'm not but there's yeah, no, it's because they're all just barely they're all just barely agents. Yeah. Uh, and and I I think it's I'm not sure if it's like 9 months from the training or if it's nine months from the end of their training or somewhere, but it's somewhere they're playing they're, fast and loose where they've been agents for just a, a little while. It all started nine months ago. Yeah. So maybe it's, maybe it's, they've graduated and they've just been agents for not very long at all. Maybe. I'm just saying some of the haircuts are a little extreme. <laughs> not that you can't get a haircut. It just may, I don't know. It's hard to explain my thoughts on the subject. Well, I just think um, it's interesting how you see something that's happening now in present day. And then it informs what's going to happen, but you haven't seen yet in the flashbacks because they haven't, you know, they're going linearly, linear, linearly, (laughs) (laughs) 
This has been the episode of think, not being able to. I think the word is linear. Is it linearly? Linearly sounds like a wrong word. Like it sounds like a word we're making up, doesn't it? Anyway. Amory, I think In a straight timeline. <laughs> you are probably correct that they're a little drastic, but I bet that it's truly just a TV visual thing where like they have to make it different enough that you can pick up on that it's a flash. Sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Except that I most of it. the time they're wearing regular clothes in the present day and they're wearing their Yeah, but I don't know if they'll continue that way. Yeah, no, exactly. Training. So we'll see. We're on board for now. I don't have a suspect as of yet, which I think is good. But I hope that it becomes, like, I hope that the, they, like, tell us who the suspect is and it's not like, oh, what a cop-out. You know what I mean? Like, I hope it's, I hope it's, they keep with this something interesting. I guess I don't really understand how the show... Continues, yeah. Unless the investigation doesn't end there for like fifteen thousand seasons, right? (laughs) I'm not sure I'm in for that long. (laughs) Like, how long is she on the run? (laughs) Right, she's got to get better at being on the run if she's going to be on the run, though. Well, I guess it also it also depends on what the continual timeline of the episodes are. They can always find more people i guess yeah like they could always find this is the one we're finding now but then (laughs) later we find out there was even another one who well the other thing though is is that last night's was episode four and you're only you're really yeah you're only like maybe a day you know into what's going on so i know but that's what i'm saying i'm not in for it for Right. Yeah. Even, I'm not in for how many is how many days is that? In the- <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying is is it would feel weird, I guess, a little bit, even though if only if it took like three months to solve, like for her to investigate and figure out what was going on. But, yeah, but I think we're seeing that that's a little unrealistic that yeah. she could successfully stay on the run for that long. Yeah, but that would only but that would be like 90 episodes, but that would take place over, you know, like four years and you'd only be like 50 days. That would be like a lost type time frame. Right. Yeah. And they would have lost me by then. Because <laughs> yeah. she does not have red with her to keep her. <laughs> she doesn't have a person with a packing container that is outfitted like a living room. So. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's Quantico. Yeah, definitely definitely enjoying that one, but I think Ray is right that it it is on that borderline of being of going like one twist too far. Yeah. You know, someplace or like where if somebody turns out to be like a triple agent or something. Or if they're suddenly French and they die in a car accident in season four. <laughs> <laughs> that was an alias reference for anybody not paying attention. Um, but then, that, but season four, but that would, that would only be a couple months from now. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's true. So anyway, that's Quantico and primetime. And now a little reality. I think about this a lot. I'm going to start with, the. I'm comparing The Amazing Race and Survivor. Both have been on for the same amount of time. Both are in their, I think, 31st seasons. I watch every single minute of every single episode of every single season of Survivor, I fast forward from beginning to end of The Amazing Race and have been doing that for quite a few seasons. And I think it's just that they are not great at casting these anymore. I hate most of the teams. Um, their, their, their adventures on The Amazing Race are like, get in your cab and drive to this landmark. And then when you're at this landmark, drive to the next landmark. Like, it's just nothing I'm really investing in. 
Whereas Survivor, I could watch it all day long and still be surprised when they blindside people that I didn't know they were going to blindside. I just, I'm, I'm loving Survivor. I'm really not loving The Amazing Race. But now that I started the season, I do want to see how it turns out. But I'll continue fast-forwarding through just to see if my teams that I like get kicked off or not. So we'll see what happens. And as I mentioned, America's Next Top Model is coming to an end at the end of this season. And boy, did they pick a doozy of a season to go out on. I know I say all the time these people are crazy, but like they're more nuts than I think they've been. And I think most of them are certifiable. I'm devastated to see my one favorite leave, uh, Devin, because I loved him because he was nuts. Um, Maybe that's why it's getting canceled. Because everybody's a crazy person. And I just think, I mean, part of it being canceled is that it's got not great ratings. And also, none of the winners have really done much except Adrian Curry, who just gets naked all the time at Comic-Con. I don't really know. Um, like, that's that's the, like, she seems like a really cool, like, down-to-earth nerdy girl. Like, she really loves Comic-Con. But she's also, like, always naked. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's the legacy that America's Next Top Model has created. I will say that thanks to America's Next Top Model, we do have Annalie Tipton, who I think is adorable, and star, guest starred in Limitless with her, fia- her boyfriend. Um, they had a terrible comedy on ABC together, and now they were guest starring on Limitless together. She dates Jake McDormand. She was the runner-up. She didn't even win America's Next Top Model. So that shows you how, you know, realistic it is. But anyway, I'm, <laughs> I will love it till the end of the show and we'll continue thinking these people are nuts. And I don't know who's going to be the winner this season, but I hope it's not Hadassah. She's the worst. I feel like there's other reality that I may be watching, but I'm also very excited about MasterChef Junior coming. Even though I don't like Christina Tosi, the, the new judge that's not Joe Bastianich, I still love all the kids on MasterChef Junior because they're hysterical. So that's reality. TV recommendations, which Jason wrote for us, but he nailed it. <laughs> My sort of. Sort of. My recommendation is The Middle, season six, which hits DVD on Tuesday, October 27th. You guys know I love The Middle. One of my favorite shows. I think it's one of the most consistent ABC comedies. I think it's eons better than Modern Family. I will say that until I'm blue in the face. The cast is incredible. The cast is incredible. And I never want it to end. So there you have it. That's my recommendation. And boy, I gotta say, I'm so glad Super Clyde did not get picked up at CBS. Because we would be without Axel this season, season seven. And Axel is my favorite part of season seven. He is. He's so funny. When he ate that butter and then fell to the ground, I about peed my pants. That's a reference (laughs) to last week if anybody hasn't seen it. There you have it. There's me. My recommendation, which I think probably both of you would concur with, is Heart of Dixie season four has come out on DVD. But basically recommending Heart of Dixie as a show that if you never watched, it's a fun little show to, you know, taking place in a quirky little town and with a bunch of quirky little characters and lots of, I don't know what, like love rhombuses or whatever you have in the show. Right. Lots of sides to those. Is that pluralized rhombi? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Probably. It goes a little off the rails in season four when there was a, like a sing-along in the town, but I still really <laughs> love the show. That was literally in the finale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it went a little crazy ex-girlfriend in the finale, but it's, much better. Uh, but but still, sort of fit the rest of the the rest of the show was was a lot of fun though. So yes, so that's a good. I was just wondering about that show because I was realizing that I have the finale still on my DVR. But you've watched it, right? I did watch it. I meant just because I was watching, thinking I should 
delete this, but I can't delete it until I ha- I own it because I love it. So I love the show. So I love the finale in that regard. Okay, so Jason chose my <laughs> recommendation. Well, mostly I just chose the hundred, but sort of based on that there is a quote unquote Blu-ray edition coming out. Right. <laughs> Correct. I previously recommended the hundred in the wrong week. <laughs> so Jason was fixing that for me. However, I just wanted to add a note of caution because he the Blu-ray is coming out the 27th, but actually it is a MOD, a manufacturer on demand Blu-ray. Um, which I found out this week, this past week, when I went and tried to buy, buy, buy the uh, Blu-ray, which I didn't realize was coming out later anyway. And I'm only adding a note of caution because I do not know if this Blu-ray, Blu-ray version will come with the digital copy, which I feel like it should. <laughs> yeah, or if it's just going to be like a, a cheaper version that you could just that just gives you right. the episodes. It ain't cheaper, so that's why <laughs> I, I guess that's why I noted it because it's not cheaper. Like the hundred is already a shorter show than most shows, um, right. like the CW, whatever. So the normal hundred DVD is cheaper, but this Blu-ray is pretty much the regular cost of a Blu-ray, probably because it is manufacturer on demand. And there's no literature that says that it will have a digital copy included with it, which kind of annoys me because. Blue, I mean, Blu-ray. Warner Brothers is actually the one that I really like because they are really good about always including a digital copy with the, their DVDs. So anyway, so my word of caution is to wait until it actually comes out and pay attention to whether anything says, at least for maybe some reviews of people who've got it. Right. Um, because otherwise you should just buy the digital version because the show is that good and people need to be buying it. Um, Target and Best Buy. Because Target and Best Buy don't have even the DVD copies, you guys. That's just wrong. Sure. <laughs> this is the best show on TV, and people should be paying attention to it. Yes, it's really good. I have a second recommendation. Is that allowed? For the past week, it's, it's only tangentially TV-related. Ray knows exactly what it's going to be, because I've been talking about it on Voxer with her and Chen for a week now. I am obsessed, and I'm a little late to the party, with Hamilton on Broadway. I've been listening to the soundtrack nonstop, and the way I'm making this TV-related is that Renee Elise Solberry is in the show. Leslie Odom Jr. is in the show, and he was on Smash, and she's Geneva Pine on The Good Wife, and it's so freaking good. Oh, and Lin-Manuel Miranda was in three episodes of House. <laughs> so, I mean, it's related to TV. But you guys, it's... I cannot get enough of it. I listen to it all day long. Now I'm like a super huge fan of Alexander Hamilton and I know everything about him now. And did you guys know that his son died in a duel also? Because I didn't, but I learned that. And now I listen to Hamilton on Broadway 24 hours a day when I'm not watching TV or sleeping. So there you have it. That's my second recommendation. Very good. Our outro. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at TV Times 3 dot com slash 295 next week jason will be joined by carissa pavlica from tvfanatic.com and makisha madden toby who writes for essence and the rap and is the host of the tv madness podcast that's all she wrote for today that is did you know that on this day a year ago you gave me lime skittles i did though i said did you know well i wasn't really going there that we were bowling with the cast of ascension we were in about speaking, three hours. In about speaking of ascension, 
In about two hours, you're going to be bowling with the cast of Ascension. More importantly, hold up. This time last year, we were watching a live mariachi band perform Tainted Love. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there you have it. Yeah, that was right Um, about right now. Yes. (laughs) That was the best part of... The best of, part of, of my the dinner was, was mariachi. Was a mariachi thing. band that sang various contemporary pop hits. I also titled a picture I posted "End of Night Selfie with These A Holes," and it was Ray and Kyle. <laughs> oh, time hop! I was in Orlando a lot on this day in the most recent years because a lot of my time hop pictures are like cupcakes from the place that's near Ray. Yeah, I was just I was just looking at the I got the. On this day from from Facebook. Yes. Which, why does it tell me on this day? Okay, this is unrelated. But Facebook tells me on this day you have memories at like 7.30 at night. Shouldn't it tell me in the morning so I can like celebrate the day? Anyway, I'm taking my dog outside. (laughs) And I hope you all have a wonderful evening. And. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, Anne-Marie, say something. Hello. And Ray. Hi. And out of Ray. I told you I used it all up. So. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are we starting? I gotta find the, yeah, I have to find it. <laughs> I opened it, but the thing I hate, I love my Mac, but obviously, honestly, the thing I hate the most about it is that when I'm in mail, I lose the open email all the time. I just love that it's like, let's get this going. And then and then I forget <laughs> that I'm the one that's holding us up. <laughs>